This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. So much to talk about, especially with the legislature session winding down. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Okay, so there was one big event, right, that was happening on Wednesday. Yeah, they always wrap up the session by calling a debate on the budget for the Premier's office. They call it estimates because their only estimates are what they're going to spend. And the thing about an estimates debate that's a little different from question period is question period is mostly just shouting at each other. But with an estimates debate, you know, uh, the legislature convenes and the opposition critic, in this case the leader of the opposition, Kevin Falcon, asks the Premier a question and he sits down. And the Premier consults his staff about the answer, and then he gets up and answers. And it's you do sometimes get more information out of it. There's certainly a lot less shouting and posturing. And it's really the only time of the year that the opposition leader actually has the Premier sitting there for a length of time and can get some answers. Okay. So that's the theory, anyway. That's, that's the theory, but how did it go? So I watched it yesterday, and one of the things that's interesting is that the, the opposition leader of Falcon's got questions, right? And, and then Horgan's there, but he's also got staff around him. So he has like a half dozen staffers. And he's a lot more careful. You know, John Horgan sometimes uh, speaks out of turn and uh, maybe exceeds the confines of his message box and says stuff that he has to take back. Answers and estimates, you have to be a lot more careful. You really got to... You, you conduct the question, but if you're going to answer, you have to be careful. So he consults staff, and I was sitting there in the House, because I'm now back at work in the legislature and watching this, and I'm going, boy, some of these answers are taking a long time. So I started running a stopwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. One of his answers, it took him five minutes. To, to get the answer wow. together, sometimes four and a half minutes, two and a half minutes. I mean, partly it's a sign he's being careful, but it's also a sign that, you know, he knows that he's into something fairly serious with Kevin Falcon. Like, Falcon right. is a formidable opponent. So yeah. is John Horgan, right? But this is a worthy matchup, and I found the whole thing fascinating yesterday. Okay, so how did it go? What were the big topics? Well, big surprise, the, big to- the biggest topic is the billion-dollar uh, museum thing. Uh, you know, a billion dollars for a new provincial museum and an eight-year closure of the existing museum uh, for the opposition. What's not to like about that? I mean, Falcon cannot believe, first of all, that this thing dropped into his lap the very first day that he got elected to the legislature. And I think it's fair to say the second thing that the liberals can't believe is the government's not backing down. I mean, the premier defended this thing. So we went around and around uh, yesterday on the business plan and on the billion dollars and the seismic upgrade and why the museum is more important than some schools. And a lot of the stuff was... We've been over this ground before. The answers from the government side weren't any better. But here's one that jumped out at me. Um, Falcon asks about the government. The government bought the IMAX theater. So there's an IMAX theater attached to the Provincial Museum, arguably the most, apart from the mammoth, the most popular thing about the Provincial Museum. So the government bought it for like $4.5 million last year. And uh, Falcon says, like, 
isn't this going to be a teardown? Like you bought a exactly. teardown for four. <laughs> and the premier kind of danced around that one. So, well, it's still an asset. Like in what sense? Well, uh, we're hanging on to the equipment and we'll put that back in a new IMAX theater when we finish the new museum. So, Is the equipment worth $4.5 million? Well, that's a very interesting question. I think I, my guess is the, the whoever now... I don't, is IMAX still a Canadian company, or did they get bought out? Well, whoever they are, um, I think they probably walked away with $4.5 bucks here and are feeling pretty good about it because uh, the thing is closing, first of all, for years. And second of all, when it comes back, like it'll be a brand new building, I suppose they will install the, what do they say, the cameras the size of a small car, genuine Canadian technology and everything. So, you know, uh, we're going to have to wait for that one too. Okay. And the other one I thought was interesting was the end of the pay holdback, which is something the government instituted. So if you don't balance the budget, it used to be that part of your salary was held back if you were a cabinet minister. They, they did away with that. Yes, they did. So this idea actually dates back to when the New Democrats were in power back in the 1990s. They had this idea that if you don't balance the budget, uh, there's a penalty for uh, cabinet ministers, and it's a holdback, and it, it's, you know, it's thousands of dollars. They don't hold back your entire MLA pay, but they do hold back the premium that the premier gets and the cabinet ministers get. So um, they went around and around on that. Horgan, first of all, he won't admit that it amounts to a pay raise, that if the law had been left the way it is, with the budget being in deficit, which it is, uh, a portion of his salary and a portion of cabinet minister's salaries would have been held back. So they repealed it, so they get the money, which they wouldn't have gotten. The liberals call that a pay raise. Horgan says, no, no, the pay hasn't changed for the premier. And I, I guess the, the part of the exchange that I just found fascinating was Falcon said, okay, fine, all right. Did you get the money in your bank account that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise? Right. Horgan just wouldn't go there. Like, I, I think the New Democrats realize that this one is just kind of embarrassing. You know, at a time when people are struggling to pay their gas bill and their grocery bill, the premier gets 10000 bucks on his pay that he wouldn't have gotten if they hadn't changed the law. Right, and it wasn't just Kevin Falcon, right, who got to ask questions here? The Greens did as well? Yeah, Falcon had a good go, went at it for about three hours, so from three o'clock to six o'clock, they took one drink break and bathroom break, and then uh, handed it over to the Green leader, uh, Sonia Firstenau, and uh, Firstenau got up, and hey, this is a really good line of questioning, which is, why was the premier so lacking in curiosity when he finally toured Site C uh, last month. He, he goes up to Site C and he goes and looks around this $16 billion project and apparently didn't even ask to see the supposed fix to the geotechnical issue. So first of all, went at him pretty hard on that. Uh, a couple of other issues, uh, you know, Horgan, she remembers the days when the Greens and the NDP used to cooperate, and Horgan still talks about cooperation, and she says, well, give us some examples, because the Greens are having a hard time getting any cooperation out of the NDP these days. So he's got two opposition leaders that uh, both are pushing him pretty hard. I was struck, you know, and I, I think this is, you know, this is not a, a personal attack on the Premier. He, I'd say he's a half a step slower this year than he was last year. Understandable, though. Yeah, right? absolutely understandable. He has been through a lot yeah. on the health front. And, 
you know, there are obviously some people out there saying, is he going to run again? And, you know, you don't, I don't think you want to get ahead of the curve on that. But, yeah, uh, second bout of cancer, 36 radiation treatments. Then he got COVID. Uh, he probably came back to work too soon after COVID. He's tired at the end of the day, slowed him down a bit. All understandable. I think the one thing that... Um, I think every British Columbian of any reasonable outlook would think, uh, take some time off now that the legislature's coming to an Mm -hmm. end, go somewhere with your spouse and really rest and tell the premier's staff to call me only if there's a serious emergency. He, He really needs a rest, understandably. Absolutely. What is the next thing on the agenda, right? Like, pretty good until July? Yeah, it's pretty good until July. So they have one more go-around today on the Premier's estimates and some more questions. Uh, But the next major event on the schedule, at least that we've been told about, is uh, Horgan is chair of the Premier's Conference, the Council of the Federation, and that conference is meeting in Victoria in July. And Horgan and the other Premiers are very much hoping that the Prime Minister will show up with a check for health care. We'll see if they get it. But they certainly, that is the number one issue. And uh, the premier's chair uh, position rotates, right? So this would be John Horgan's last turn. And then the, the title moves on to some other premier in the pecking order. All right. We'll see what happens. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.